God is good. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. I'm telling you, it still feels weird and awkward that I'm preaching to empty room, but I am in my spirit looking to all of us in worship together. And uh, I know you are, we are locked in our homes and, and things are closed and everywhere. I don't know about you, I've been glued to my computer with all the uh, coronavirus updates and getting crazy every minute with all the new cases all around the world and the count of numbers going up. And with all the fear, every news, every outlet seems to be talking about. I remember a couple of days ago, I went out for a walk. When I went out for a walk, I saw people walking up and down and little boys walking with their parents. And I realized when I'm cooped up in that room in my house and looking at a computer and all kind of things, so easy to have weird uh, um, a sense of surreal unreality. And I feel this is important for us as you come and worship. What I want to do today is share with you five words of hope God has given me in our prayers. I have been praying for us, everyone in our church regularly, trusting God's grace, God's mercy. Yes, we're, and today's, I'm sharing with you five words of hope that God has given me through the word, through my, in my prayer time. I'm trusting that God will encourage you, God will give you hope in many different ways. First of all, let me begin with the first word that God has given me. When I came into prayer, one of the mornings, and in every morning we have prayer going on in the church. About three or four of us, we spread all over the place and pray. As we sought God, this word God has given me, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3, and verse 10. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. In NLT, it says, So we will not fear when earthquakes come, the mountains crumble into the sea, let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. You see, the nations are in chaos. God's and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Our God is with us. And in the midst of all the craziness going on, when we are hearing about economic meltdown and all kind of things, when the fear is rising everywhere and our stock market is crashing, all over the world is panic everywhere, God says in verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. That our God is God. He is in control. God says, do not, you don't, do not tremble. Cease from striving, but be still and take a deep breath and remember that God is still on the throne. God says, I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world, God says. One of the words, first word God is giving to us as a word of hope is that be still 
and know that I am God. If you remember that phrase, be still, comes out when Israelites are being, well, when they're coming out from the Egypt and they are pressing with the Red Sea in the front and the, and the Egyptian army following them and they are scared, they have nowhere to go. God said, be still, behold the salvation of the Lord. God blew the wind all night long and the Red Sea opened. They walked right through it. God said, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. I want you to hear our hope is in him who is with us, our very present help. In times of trouble, our God is our refuge and our strength. He's very present help in times of trouble. I want you to be encouraged and comforted with God's promise that our God is with us. The second word God had given me as a words of hope really goes back to a few years ago when God gave us our church a word, the open door. I remember first Sunday of the year 2018, we put, this is the screen we put up, the word of the, for the year, the open door. We quoted uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens, says this, I know your deeds. Behold, I put before you an open door which no one can shut, because you have a little power, and have kept my word, and have not denied my name. As I was praying, God reminded me how we held on to that phrase, open door, for not one year, but the third year this year. And two verses down in verse 10, God reminded me something that I didn't see before. It, it just dawned on me. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. God was reminding me the reason that we felt, Pastor Mimi and I felt the word open door was to still be the word of our church for next, this, this year as well was because God was reminding us there is the testing coming in the world. Testing all those who dwell on the earth. Test to see what is in their heart. Because in Hebrews, God says this also, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. God said, I'm going to shake once again, heaven and the earth. And, and this expression yet once more denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. So God is shaking things. That's what you're feeling. Somebody, people are asking, what is going on in this, in this world right now? Yes, pandemic is going on. There's panic everywhere. But God also is saying, I'm shaking all things. God didn't cause this virus, but through all this thing, God is shaking all things. To see all the, the things that are being shaken, all the things that can be shaken, is being shaken. Testing what is in our heart. You heard about people hoarding, people you know, doing all kind of crazy things these days. God is testing what is in our heart. You know, it's so interesting to me. I feel so prophetic. For the last five months or so, I've been mentioning about some books, certain books God highlighted in me about insanity of God, as well as Francis Chen's the, uh, the Letters to the Church. Remember, I've been saying more than once about the last five months how God is re -make, making, redefining what church is, 
what church ought to be. And I've been really saying how God, it feels like all the fluff will be taken away. You will see what the real thing is. That's what God is doing. God is shaking all things. Something God didn't cause. But I want you to know, God is using all this to test us whole world to see what is in our heart. Reveal what is right, what is true. Reveal the ugly as well as good. But the people of God, look at verse 28. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. You see, as God shakes all things, only unshakable things will remain in the midst of all that. God is really showing. In that time, we as a people of God, we need to live differently. Two things God mentioned in that verse. Two things. One, give thanks. Secondly, serve other people. Let me quote somebody. This is Tony Evans' quote here. Do you know, did you know you can give thanks right now? Even with all the worries and anxieties going on, do you know that we can give thanks right now? We can and we ought to be should. You see, we don't give thanks for the problem, but we give thanks in it. In this time, we give thanks because the virus's panic does not own us. God owns us. We belong to our God. And the second thing God says here is that, that we should bring God an, an acceptable service in all of reverence, serving others, loving others. You've been hearing everywhere, wash your hands regularly and frequently. I want to say, as you wash your hands, I want you to wash others' feet as well. I want you to wash others' feet as well. I want you to go and serve your neighbor. I believe as God, as everything is being shaken, is shaking and revealing what is in us. Christian life is about loving God and loving others because of the gospel. Third words of hope God has given me. One morning in my prayer, God took me to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Verse 13 through 14, this is when Solomon built the temple, beautiful temple when he's done, when he dedicated the temple, he prayed before God. And God answered his prayer, prayers and sacrifice by saying, I don't have the verse here, but verse 12, it says, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Then God says in verse 13, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, and send plague among my people. Let me stop right here. I don't know if you've been seeing the news. I know the news has been inundated with the news about coronavirus, but there is gigantic, uh, crazy plague of locusts going on in East Africa. Now it's going to go into Middle East. Billions of locusts devastating the land. And lands are being devastated everywhere, wherever it goes. And killing everything, eating up everything like crazy. In this time, God says, if I say, when God, when God, when, when these things come, when locusts comes, and the plague comes, God says in verse 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, 
and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin, will heal their land. You know what God was saying to Solomon was, as he built a temple, this will be a place of prayer. This temple will be this house of God. Temple will be a temple of prayer, house of prayer, where your prayers God will hear. God says, when my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, seek God's way, seek his face, and turn from the wicked, God will hear our prayers. God will forgive the sin of the nations, and he will heal the land. God reminded me, this is the word of hope. We are hope. We are hope. We are called, but God said, my house will be called house of prayer for all the peoples. We are hope. House of prayer for everyone. In this hour, God is reminding us, we are hope. House of prayer for everyone. You know, God has been saying to us the last couple of months, I've mentioned it many, many times. House, hope, so not only house of prayer, but it is also, it should be homes of prayer for all the peoples, everyone. God is really reminding us as we are locked in in our homes, not able to go out, not able to gather together as a church. Church is not a building. Church is where people are gathered. Wherever we are, that place can become hope, house, home of prayer for sake of the older people. God is calling us to pray. See, this season God is calling us to pray. This morning I was praying, and after the morning prayer, Robert told me, Pastor Kia realized when everything is shut down, only things happening in the church is morning prayer. From Monday to Friday, there's a morning prayer going at 6 a.m. Only thing you are live streaming is our prayer meeting on, on Wednesday night. I believe God is calling us, our homes, to become house of prayer for, for the sake of all the peoples. I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Take time to pray. Take time to seek God. Humble yourself. Turn for uh, wicked ways. Seek God's face. Pray for the nation. You know, we were supposed to have a family uh, prayer and worship thing tomorrow night. We postponed it. But I, we are plan at this time, we are planning to have it live broadcasted and live stream it probably within a week or so. So that I want to be able to encourage our homes that we can, we can turn our homes into the place of prayer. We can pray with our children, our family together. We are people of hope. We are hope. Fourth word of God's hope God has given me was this. I don't know if you remember. I only think I remember clearly are the messages I gave. For Sunday of uh, 2020, uh, uh, I began by saying, tied up the messages by faith. We talked about faith, blank. Remember, we ended with the saying that. But in the middle of the message, the prime example I used was, God highlighted was, when Israelites sent 12 spies into the land. In Numbers 13 and 14, when they came in and 40 days, they, they spied the land, they came back, 10 people, 10 spies gave bad report. Land is great, but people are big and tall, they are giants. We feel like we look like grasshoppers before them. We cannot go in. All the people's heart melted. They, they got discouraged. They even want to go back to Egypt. But, and, and two spies 
Joshua and Caleb, they had a different report. They followed God with their older heart. And in verse 6 in Numbers 14, chapter 14, it says, Joshua the, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh. I realize I'm screaming. I'm going really fast. Let me slow down a little bit. Of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, Listen very carefully, okay? The land which we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Look at what it says. If the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land flung, land which flows with milk and honey. He says, he says you see, Joshua and Caleb were not fearful, but they saw Something amazing, say, so wonderful truth. You see, the issue was never about our ability. It was always about and always will be, still is, whether if the Lord is pleased with us and if he is with us. The issue was never our ability because God is always able. God is more than able. You see, when Israelites came out of Egypt, it was not their strength. It was not their wisdom. It was not their strategy. It was God, his strength and his power. It was God, his ability. And Joshua and Caleb clearly saw, it's not about whether we can do it. It is about God. If God is pleased with us, if God is with us, he will lead us into the promised land. Issue is, if, is God pleased with us? Am I following God's way? You see, the hope message is, is this. In this, when, when, as you're going through this difficult time, we are not just relying on our own strength and wisdom. We are looking on, looking at God's strength and power, God's grace and mercy. That's what we are looking at. It is about, is, is God pleased with us? And therefore he said, oh, to not rebel against the Lord, to not fear the people of the land, for they are but bread for us. They are just a bread for us to eat. The Lord is with us. He has removed his protection from them. Don't be afraid of them. Do not fear in this season. It's not about our, our abilities, our technology. It's more than that. It's about God's grace, God's ability. If God's people humble themselves and pray, turn to God and seek God's face, God can at any moment stop this thing. You know, I, this is my suspicion and a thought. I believe millions of Chinese Christians in China underground church, I think they were fasting and praying. I'm wondering whether this is not the reason why that, that huge virus suddenly stopped in China. Now there's no more new cases. I'm wondering whether it's not Chinese church that rose up to pray and fast before God. God stopped the virus in the land. I really believe it is God's strength. It is God who will help us. Yes, we do need to do all that we do, but we trust in our God. The last um, words of hope is this, and it's from Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Listen very carefully. When the church experienced first the great persecution of the history, it says, on that day a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. 
You see, the church was growing and sharing the gospel. There was, a, there was the persecutions of a now. Great persecution came. Christians were scattered all over the land. They thought they were hiding. They were, they were running away scared. No. Look at the next verse, verse 4. Therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. You know what happened when God, when the persecution come, came, God used that. So the people are scattered all over the place. And they are now spreading the word of God everywhere. The church in Jerusalem now is spreading all over the world and becoming church all over the world. You see, I remember putting up the screen a couple of years ago. Those who had been scattered like the dandelions, when the wind blows, that flies all over and goes and plants and becomes the seed. It will grow many, many more than the lions. Those who had been scattered, preach the word wherever you went, wherever they went. Listen, I, we said this last week. Every need in this world is an open door to share God's love. You see, fifth words of hope God is saying is, this crisis will become a greatest open door for God's glory and honor. And the whole world is panicking. When the whole world is crumbling, God's people with hope will stand and share God's love and mercy everywhere. Our homes will become house of prayer for all, for the sake of all the people. And God will hear our prayers. He healed the land. He'll forgive us our sins. These are the words of hope God is giving us. These are the words God is giving us. Number one, be still and know that he is God. Be assured and comforted that God is with us. Secondly, in the of testing, in, we have in the of testing, give thanks and serve others. Third, if, if my people are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, God is saying we are called to be house of prayer for everyone. We are called to be hope. This will be our finest hour. We are hope. Fourth, walk by faith, not in fear. It was not our ability. It was the issue is, am I in the place where he is pleased with me? Is God with me? And he is with us. Finally, the words of hope was, it's time to go forth. Turn this crisis into an open door in God's glory and honor. We walk into it by faith and love. Amen. May the Lord bless you this week. Be strengthened. I want to encourage you throughout this week. Take this, each words of hope, and meditate and pray through it. God will strengthen you. God will keep your life. God will help us to be the hope that we are called to be. Amen.